chapter twenty two of the garys and their friends this librivox recording is in the public domain an anxious day esther ellis devoured with anxiety respecting the safety of her father and the garys paced with impatient step up and down the drawing-room opening the window she looked to see if she could discover any signs of day it's pitchy dark she exclaimed and yet almost five o'clock father has run a fearful risk i hope nothing has happened to him i trust not i think he's safe enough somewhere said mr walters he's no doubt been very cautious and avoided meeting any one don't worry yourself my child tis most likely he remained with them wherever they went probably they are at the house of some of their neighbours i can't help feeling dreadfully oppressed and anxious continued she i wish he would come whilst she was speaking her mother entered the room any news of your father she asked in a tone of anxiety esther endeavoured to conceal her own apprehensions and rejoined in as cheerful tone as she could assume not yet mother it's too dark for us to expect him yet he'll remain most likely until daylight he shouldn't have gone had i been here he's no business to expose himself in this way but mother interrupted esther only think of it the safety of emily and the children were depending on it we mustn't be selfish i know we oughtn't to be my child rejoined her mother but it's natural to the best of us sometimes we can't help it five six seven o'clock came and passed and still there were no tidings of mr ellis i can't bear this suspense no longer exclaimed esther if father don't come soon i shall go and look for him i've tried to flatter myself that he's safe but i'm almost convinced now that something has happened to him or he'd have come back long before this he knows how anxious we would all be about him i've tried to quiet mother and caddy by suggesting various reasons for his delay but at the same time i cannot but cherish the most dismal forebodings i must go and look for him no no esther stay where you are at present leave that to me i'll order a carriage and go up to garry's immediately well do mr walters and hurry back won't you she rejoined as he left the apartment in a few moments he returned prepared to start and was speedily driven to winter street he found a group of people gathered before the gate gazing into the house the place has been attacked said he as he walked towards the front door picking his way amidst fragments of furniture straw and broken glass at the entrance of the house he was met by mr balch mr garry's lawyer this is a shocking affair walters said he extending his hand he was an old friend of mr walters very shocking indeed he replied looking around but where is garry 
we sent to warn them of this i hope they are all safe safe repeated mr balch with an air of astonishment why man haven't you heard heard what asked mr walters looking alarmed that mr and mrs gary are dead both were killed last night the shock of this sudden and totally unexpected disclosure was such that mr walters leaned against the doorway for support it can't be possible he exclaimed at last not dead yes dead i regret to say he was shot through the head and she died in the wood-house of premature confinement brought on by fright and exposure and the children gasped walters they are safe with some neighbours it's heart-breaking to hear them weeping for their mother here a tear glistened in the eye of mr balch and ran down his cheek brushing it off he continued the coroner has just held an inquest and they gave a most truthless verdict nothing whatever is said of the cause of the murder or of the murderers they simply rendered a verdict death caused by a wound from a pistol-shot and hers death from exposure there seemed the greatest anxiety on the part of the coroner to get the matter over as quickly as possible and few or no witnesses were examined but i am determined to sift the matter to the bottom if the perpetrators of the murder can be discovered i'll leave no means untried to find them do you know any one who sat on the inquest asked walters yes one was the reply slippery george the lawyer you are acquainted with him george stevens i find he resides next door do you know here interrupted mr walters that i've my suspicions that that villain is at the bottom of these disturbances or at least has a large share in them i have a paper in my possession in his handwriting it is in fact a list of the places destroyed by the mob last night it fell under the hands of a friend of mine by accident he gave it to me it put me on my guard and when the villains attacked my house last night they got rather a warmer reception than they bargained for you astonish me is it possible your place was assaulted also asked mr balch indeed it was and a hot battle we had of it for a short space of time but how did you hear of this affair i was sent for by i can't tell whom when i came and saw what had happened i immediately set about searching for a will that i made for mr gary a few weeks since it was witnessed and signed at my office and he brought it away with him i can't discover it anywhere i've ransacked every cranny it must have been carried off by some one you are named in it conjointly with myself as executor all the property is left to her poor thing and his children we must endeavour to find it somewhere at any rate the children are secure they are the only heirs he had not to my knowledge a single white relative but let us go in and see the bodies they walked together into the back room where the bodies were lying mrs gary was stretched upon the sofa covered with a piano cloth and her husband was laid upon a long table with a silk window curtain thrown across his face the two gazed in silence on the face of mr gary 
the brow was still knit the eyes staring vacantly and the marble whiteness of the face unbroken save by a few gouts of blood near a small blue spot over the eye where the bullet had entered he was the best-hearted creature in the world said walters as he recovered the face won't you look at her asked mr balch no no i can't continued walters i've seen horrors enough for one morning i've another thing on my mind a friend who assisted in the defence of my house started up here last night to warn them of their danger and when i left home he had not returned it's evident he hasn't been here and i greatly fear some misfortune has befallen him where are the children poor little orphans i must see them before i go accompanied by mr balch she called at the house where clarence and m had found temporary shelter the children ran to him as soon as he entered the room oh mr walters sobbed clarence my mother's dead my mother's dead hush dears hush he replied endeavouring to restrain his own tears as he took little em in his arms don't cry my darling said he as she gave rent to a fresh outburst of tears oh mr walters said she still sobbing she was all the mother i had mr balch here endeavoured to assist in pacifying the two little mourners why don't father come asked clarence have you seen him mr walters mr walters was quite taken aback by this inquiry which clearly showed that the children were still unaware of the extent of their misfortunes i've seen him my child said he evasively you'll see him before long and fearful of further questioning he left the house promising soon to return unable longer to endure her anxiety respecting her father esther determined not to await the return of mr walters which had already been greatly delayed but to go herself in search of him it had occurred to her that instead of returning from the garys direct to them he had probably gone to his own home to see if it had been disturbed during the night encouraged by this idea without consulting any one she hastily put on her cloak and bonnet and took the direction of her home numbers of people were wending their way to the lower part of the city to gratify their curiosity by gazing upon the havoc made by the rioters during the past night esther found her home a heap of smoking ruins some of the neighbours who recognised her gathered round expressing their sympathy and regret but she seemed comparatively careless respecting the loss of their property and in answer to their kind expressions could only ask have you seen my father do you know where my father is none however had seen him and after gazing for a short time upon the ruins of what was once a happy home she turned mournfully away and walked back to mr walters's has father come she inquired as soon as the door was opened not yet was the discouraging reply mr walters he hasn't come back either miss esther stood for some moments hesitating whether to go in or to proceed in her search the voice of her mother calling her from the stairway decided her and she went in mrs ellis and caddy wept freely on learning from esther the destruction of their home this cause of grief added to the anxiety produced by the prolonged absence of mr ellis rendered them truly miserable whilst they were condoling with one another mr walters returned he was unable to conceal his fears that something had happened to mr ellis and frankly told them so he also gave a detailed account of what had befallen the garys to the great horror and grief of all as soon as arrangements could be made mr walters and esther set out in search of her father 
all day long they went from place to place but gained no tidings of him and weary and disheartened they returned at night bringing with them the distressing intelligence of their utter failure to procure any information respecting him End of chapter twenty two